Dude, I love this conversation Dude, because it, it's a, the whole world is opportunity. I was just thinking as you were talking too, a good yeah. example for some people, you know, that's more recent with something yeah. like this is social media, mm-hmm. you know, because for a while, and these things are trends too, and you see them even go cyclical, yep. you know, it was all the newspaper editors and, you know, the, the physical prints and traditional media like TV were just so freaked out when social media started taking off. And so, instead of seeing that op- as an opportunity to say, you know what, I could just, I could apply my copywriting skills and just create social content because that's an aspect of the job that didn't change. But now I can apply the same way how we expanded our subscriber base or our delivery base for a physical newspaper. Maybe I can learn how to do that to gain followers for a client and just launch this new digital marketing agency. Sure. So many of those have popped up over the past couple of years and are making bank. Hell yeah. Because they saw the opportunity. But I'm curious and I don't know how this is, but I would bet. Yeah. I would put real money on this that it was a very small percentage of people that existed in the physical media world have actually transitioned into the digital world. I'm sure there are some, absolutely, sure. you know, oh, yeah. but it's probably that magic 18% number again, you know, that, <laughs> I'm just talking out of my butt crack right now, but it's, yeah, no, I, mean, I don't it know, makes... but I would guess just yeah. because I see the trends, sure. you know, and that's awesome for those 18% that saw that as an opportunity to say, you know what, I was making yeah. 20 bucks an hour as a copywriter or something like that, right. but you know what? Maybe I can launch my own agency yeah. now and learn these new skills for something that never existed before. Mm-hmm. And now I'm bringing in a million dollars in revenue yeah. when I was just making $20 an hour. Absolutely. And, and I think there's a really interesting component to this, right? It's like, you know, you can compete like on four variables, right? Yeah. You know, you can be first. You can be best, you can be only, you can cheat. You don't want to cheat because you don't want to go to jail for white collar crime because that's bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, like, you know what You're I the see? best dressed person there, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, I think what, you, what people need to see is, like, if there are new technologies or opportunities yeah. looming on the horizon, there's probably no real experts. If you get there first and mm-hmm. you are on the ground, you become the expert mm-hmm. over time. But I think the thing, you know, and this is what sort of was racking my head when I got into conversational AI, right? It's like, okay, well, we can get in first. We're passionate about the technology. We believe yeah. in it. We believe in it, you know, beyond just the financial ramifications for companies. But if you think about from like a accessibility standpoint, right? The same way that a 13-year-old interacts with Alexa, a 70-year-old, their grandparents can also access that same computational technology. You got it. Right? But for us, like, we didn't know all these things when we started, right? So what we did, very, you know, non-conventional approach to learning this sector was we actually started a podcast. Fun. And what we did was we interviewed the top subject matter experts from around the world. And that sort of gave us the perspective. And from that, we could sort of identify opportunities. And from that, the community emerged because nothing existed at that yeah, point. Yeah. So I guess the point that I'm making here is that, you know, I can, you know, look at my own experience and say, okay, well, we saw an opportunity on the horizon. Okay. And that could be scary for anyone, right? It's like, okay, well, like, oh, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not an expert. I'm not a programmer, et cetera, et cetera. And you're saying all this self-talk. All right. Well, you have an opportunity to get on the ground floor Talk to the smartest people if you make an effort, and that'll take you a really far away. Dude, that's another huge point too, because I don't, I don't think, and I didn't realize this up until a couple of years ago yeah. too, that almost anybody in the world is pretty much accessible. Oh yeah. You know, and it, it, it when you start to go out and look for these people, you know, I mean, even like 
I haven't done this yet, but I've just bumped into people along yeah. the way, along the travels of these things now to where I have some friends that are in pretty high places sure. only because I've put myself out there right. and because I've actually gone looking. Yeah. You know, and there's so many, you know, for somebody that's doing a podcast, you know, for somebody who's launching one, just sure. like you said, you, you interview these top experts in the world. I've had top experts in the world on certain subjects on this show too. Yeah. And I could reach out to authors. I mean, like New York Times bestsellers, which I've thought of. The only thing that's limiting right, me right now is this right here, because right. I love the energy of in-person. Yeah. And I've talked with, with Laura about this, too. I love the energy of in-person. It's easier to do those yeah. remotely, because not everyone's willing to travel, blah, blah, whatever. Sure. But most of them are so willing to talk to you, mm-hmm. because they've gotten to a point, and it's, it's so cool to me, because as I've climbed this ladder of business, right? Sure. When you get into the top areas of this, so many people that are already there yeah. just want to help you out because they are of like mind, man. Right. They want to just make the world a better place and just keep driving innovation forward. Right. And if they see that you're somebody that feels the same way, they're going to give you all the time, man. Absolutely. <laughs> just talk to you forever and then pour into you, you know, and have drinks with you, do whatever. Yeah. Everybody's willing to do this. So, it, I mean, everybody thinks that celebrities, even in Hollywood, are so far out of reach. Yeah. You can freaking DM almost anybody on Instagram and get in t- contact with them as long as you're not being like a creep about sure. it, you know. <laughs> but it, so many things are so accessible to people. Right. But we're... Where those stop is what you said is that fear, you know, and the unknown is always fearful. Yeah. And uncomfortability is never something that people want to feel until you start to learn that being uncomfortable is essential and required to actually achieving growth. Right. You know, if you are in an area that makes you feel, I think it was Tony Robbins, wasn't it, that said, if I'm scared, I must. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm, I have the wrong quote of the good, wrong person. Good quote, but though. It is a very good yeah. quote. Yeah. But yeah. if I'm, think about that, sure. man. If you're scared, then you have to do that kind of thing. You yeah. Know, my son w- was in Seattle here sure. uh, with with me just a couple of months ago, weeks ago. I don't remember. But we went up to the Space Nino, right? Yeah. And this dude is like so scared of heights. Yeah. It's other than that, I mean, he's got a lot of my protection instincts. He stands up for people. He's a natural leader and everything. There's just something with heights, yeah. which is one of the like the the basic fears that you have when you're born. Sometimes, right? You just know, is name. that yeah? It, it has to do. It's tied to the fear of falling. Mm-hmm. I can't. There's two fears that you're born with. I can't remember what the second one is, but it's uh, it's the fear of falling. Usually, it's like insects or spiders. Or something Maybe yeah. Like okay. Like, Everything mm-hmm. else is conditioning. I don't though. like That's, spiders. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need. I oh God! <laughs> you love them. Okay. I just. Oh Lord. Um, <laughs> I find them interesting, and I see their purpose in our food. Yep. Yep. <laughs> chain and everything. I see that they have purpose, but keep them away from me, please, because they're just the freakiest things. Um, I don't know why that is. I'm not scared of them. I will attack them if I need to, and they will yeah. die. <laughs> right. But my son, so this yeah. this fear, right, of falling can translate into the fear of heights. Yeah. But we went to the Space Needle, and dude, I was so proud of him because he he actually listens to my show too. You know, it, it gets it. He sometimes comes to me and it's like, where do you come up with this stuff to say? And I'm like, dude, I've been doing it a long time. And the the thing is, is that I've seen a lot of stuff because I choose to see a yeah. lot of stuff too. But he's on the Space Needle, and they've got this glass floor. Sure. Right, where you where you look all right, the way you're down, down yeah. exactly, and seeing him because I mean most of the time he was on the non-moving part, just staying yep. close to the center, not going out on the glass floor, and then all of a sudden I look back and there he is, like taking baby steps all by himself. Yeah, you know, just taking baby steps and getting to the center of the glass, and then just starting to look down and then looking up with me like the biggest smile <laughs> ever. And he's like, Dad, can you come take a picture of me? 
<laughs> yes, I can, dude, because you are forcing yourself to be uncomfortable right yes. now. And just in this moment, you are growing. Right. Who knows what that's going to do? I don't know. But all I know is that he's overcoming his fear of heights yep. because he's growing himself by facing that thing head on and learning and attacking the stuff that he doesn't know, forcing himself to be scared and using that to drive himself forward. Absolutely. You know what? You know, it's so interesting. It's like 21st century comfort that we have. I think it makes us forget our own self-worth. Oh, my goodness. Yes. You know, because it's, you know, it's it's so crazy. It's just like the human species has evolved. You know, like our ancestors were on, you know, the, the you know, there, there's like predators that can kill you. You know, you can drink water that you can die. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, think about those sort of like externalities that, you know, our ancestors had to deal with. And today things have become so comfortable. We oftentimes forget, you know, what the historical relevance of like where our ancestors came from and what they had to put themselves in discomfort every single day. Yeah. So today it's almost as if we have to be more proactive about that, see through when we're getting comfortable and push through. And I mean, it's so, you know, it's it's so cliched to say that because, you know, it's something that we always hear all the time, like push oh, sure. out of your comfort zone. But you know, I mean like that- What does that mean? Yeah, what I does mean, that act- It means take action. It means take action yes. and actually evolve. <laughs> like whether you're thinking about like, you know, survival of the fittest or just like evolution in, in the sake of just evolving to that next paradigm personally you know it's always just like how can you make sure you're always edging forward you know and everyone always has a different motivation sometimes it changes from day to day and you know it's just we just have to do it if we're going to get anywhere right one thing you just have to do it just have to do it love it I need like a button or something that I can like press like this. I don't know. Have like sound effects. Yeah, we're working on that. Yeah, oh, that man. we could just that'd be rad. Hit something for the because there's there's a, we already hit the straight truth on this one, man. We already hit the one thing on this one. I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped, dude. I, I love it because I see Cesar around here a oh, yeah. lot too. Yep. Are you in this building too? Oh yeah. I'm always yes. upstairs with them, hanging Good. out. We're talking, sharing ideas, <laughs> masterminding. Like Good. it's great. We're gonna have to have a, an espresso or something. We're gonna have that, to do yeah. it. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to cover? Because I mean, we've hit a lot of stuff too, and I love where we started too. Oh yeah. Just conversational about clothing and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, sure. Sexiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, there's we so even many. We said we'd be sexy in prison. Oh but... yeah. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's a good thing. Probably. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's there's just like a ton of stuff. I mean, like I would just say, you know, pulling back from the actual technology. Yeah. I mean, this is what I'll say. There are some significant paradigm shifts going on within, you know. So I, I guess you know this is has this concept has been beat on the head several times, right? The I'll, I'll talk about the idea of the fourth industrial revolution. Then I'll make it actually relevant provided cool. the area that I'm sort of working in here. And, you know, hopefully it'll be beneficial to your audience and maybe think yeah. about things a little bit differently. We right? did hit Alexa already, too, which was good because I know that that's a big thing right oh, now. Oh, we'll too. talk about Siri. privacy. Yeah. All right. That'd be cool let's too. do that. Yeah. Let's get, we got, do we have time? Yeah. Ish. Whatever. We're going to keep going. Okay. Cool. Cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. So this idea. So today, this is where we're at, right? We are in the fourth industrial revolution. Software, hardware, the biological worlds are all merging together, right? And we're just getting this wealth of integrated knowledge and the ability to leverage that knowledge to do something proactive in the world, right? Whether that's technology, whether that's just like people in general, you know, whatever that may be. So what we're seeing from a conversational AI perspective is a couple of paradigms that are shifting over right now. So first of all, you know, for the first time ever, ever, Technology has begun to get to a point where it begins to understand humans to a certain extent. That is abstracting out a ton of different complexity, right? I don't have to learn how to use like a, a touch interface. I don't have to use a mouse and keyboard. Yeah, like, right on. That's just revolutionary from the perspective of there are like billions of dollars of like 
technological computational power that literally anyone no matter what age no matter what accessibility you know disability it doesn't matter anymore right yeah, we're getting yeah. to that phase and that's where we're walking past right now the second thing that's happening is that now these companies these brands have persistent channels right like literally you have an alexa sitting in your house beyond the privacy implications which we'll talk about yeah um you know you brands have an opportunity to now foster a relationship right so like a relationship is built upon several different experiences over a duration of time so now that brands have these persistent channels there's an opportunity to really cultivate something more meaningful than 20% off on friday you know come in here soon so that's significant the third thing that we're beginning to see is the onus of who has to manage the complexity. So think about the traditional brand customer relationship, right? I'm a customer. I got to go on this website with like 30 different options on here. I got to search around and figure out how do I get exactly what I'm trying to do accomplished, right? Now what's beginning to happen as a result of this like integration of the biological software and hardware world, there's a certain onus that's being put onto companies, specifically with conversational AI. I type in what I want, and now the complexity of understanding my intent, the onus is on the company. Yeah, and I think we're yeah. going to begin to see this trend more and more so within the next coming years, right? I love you know, that. Amazon's uh, using that really well, too. Oh, because yeah. They'll take a look and they'll analyze things, and then they're not using conversational AI so much yet, but they're using artificial intelligence to determine oh, yeah. what you might shop for next. Absolutely. You know, and that I could see that popping up in a chat bot saying, oh, yeah. I think you might be looking for this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm actually, to, to, your, to your point. That's helpful. Yeah, it's incredibly helpful. And Amazon, actually, their chatbot, which they have, is probably one of the best examples of a good implementation. Nice. So, you know, if anyone's like curious about what that looks like, go check out Amazon's customer support chatbot. Trust me, I'm not shilling for Amazon, but I think it's a really good implementation. Um, the last uh, sort of paradigm shift we're seeing is that for companies to be able to be essentially customer centric, not yeah. this like omni channel, like, buzzword we've been talking about for years. So we're seeing, we're beginning to see customer support, sales and marketing begin to converge internally in companies. And oh, brands yeah. need to do that yeah. today in order to deliver these type of customer-centric experiences You know where the onus is placed on the enterprise itself. You have to, because sometimes in order to deliver the best possible customer support, yeah. I drive this home in my business, yeah. in order to deliver the best possible customer support, you need to sell them something. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and so transferring that, and it just goes full circle. I always use... When I met Robert Hershevek yeah. a couple years yeah, back, yeah, yeah. one thing he said is that uh, you know HR really didn't like this, but it, he, was, he is a cybersecurity yeah, firm. Yeah, it was yeah. like a decade ago when he said um, in his own company, not when I saw him, that was like sure. three years ago, but 10 years ago, he walked in one day and said, all right, from this moment on, everybody, I don't care if you're a software engineer, yeah. if you're a, uh, on the security operations center, the SOC team, whatever it sure. is. You all work for sales as of today. <laughs> yeah. Because it's that is so important because right. often there needs to be, there's sometimes a missing component, whether that's a product or a piece of knowledge right. or whatever it is. Right. In order to deliver the best possible customer experience, there has to bridge that gap and actually sell that customer what they actually need. Yeah. Even though they already, and this is one of the best ways to grow business too, is to work within your existing customer base yeah. right now and serve them in even a greater way. Because I guarantee anybody who listens to this show, anybody who has a business yeah. does not have 100% of their customer base purchasing 100% of what they offer. Right. Whether it be a service or product. Right. There's always room for growth and opportunity within your existing customer base, and it's just an opportunity to serve them greater by selling them something. 
exactly. Absolutely. I, I mean, I think to like elucidate your point, you know, to this extreme, it's like we, let's go back to a 1920s Detroit sort of general store, right? Yeah. The the owner does all those things, right? He cultivates that relationship where he he does marketing, sales, customer support. Yeah. And today it's the same thing, but I think we've forgotten that sort of relationship component because it's difficult to do at scale. So I think conversational AI provides you know the steps to get to that place where we can actually facilitate right that at scale. And to your point, merging those three things. Um, but it's it's still you know early days. Things are tricky. You have to be pragmatic. Well, um, it is. This is gonna. You're talking about also trying to converge human behaviors, right. which is the most difficult thing to do. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because right now, it's still human beings that translate into customer service yeah. and marketing and sales. So trying to get their thought process yeah. to, to merge those is a completely different story, which we want to, that's like psychology, we won't get into that right now. But um, let's wrap this up with a little bit of privacy talk. Is that cool? Yeah, absolutely. Talking about Alexa, I know Siri just got yeah. hit, or Apple did, you know, publicized a couple yeah. weeks ago for <laughs> recording Siri messages sure. and translating them or yeah. transmitting them anonymously, whatever yeah. you know, it was still just not under the spirit of full disclosure. You right. know, they, they got called on the carpet oh, for yeah. this, you know, sure. big time. It was a problem. It was a yeah. b- big issue for them, big yeah. PR problem. Right. And if you haven't heard, you know, Apple has been recording pieces of your Hey series mm-hmm. and sending those to its headquarters for human beings mm-hmm. who are in conversational AI. Right, exactly. <laughs> to analyze these things for better speech recognition and yeah. also to better understand human conversations and what somebody might ask a bot to do for them exactly. so they can greater improve the service. While the premise of it mm-hmm. is sound, the implementa- implementation and execution of this was very sketchy. You know, be, I really believe because it, there wasn't disclosure. Yeah. If they would have just said, hey, do you want to participate in this? That sure. would have been a different story. Right. You know, but some people, I mean, if they're asking, hey, Siri, where can I find the nearest strip club or something like sure. that? You yeah. know, not many people want that recorded. You right. Know? <laughs> right, right, right. Or, or in, in, to your point, hey, yeah. Siri, where can I find the nearest pizza place? Right. You know, and that's a... That's a totally different and more innocuous thing. So privacy-wise, what can you add to that? Because Alexa has been, you know, found out before on this stuff, too. It's out there. No matter if you use it, it's going to be there. There's going to be issues with privacy. Yeah. I I mean, I think you really did hit the nail on the head. You know, this problem or opportunity, depending on how you look at it, is very multidimensional, right? We can't outright say, like, this is a terrible thing that's happening. Because to a certain extent, you know, this technology is predicated on AI models where we actually need humans in the loop to sort of see the accuracy and to listen to, you know, data, you know, utterances from real humans and to annotate that and to retrain the model so it's better. And there's really no way of getting around that. But I certainly think there's a broader discussion to be had. You know, I think um, specifically around how you compartmentalize that information, how you are removing personal information, how are these things getting standardized just within the company itself. And then an even broader conversation, which I'm sure you hear all the time, is, you know, when do the regulators step in and is there an appetite you know, provided, you know, consumer sentiments in the U.S. to actually push this privacy conversation further. And perhaps, you know, this specific occurrence is a catalyst that potentially can move these things forward. You know, I think evident by what new legislation California has been pushing. Yeah, the CCPA. And it like, yep. Yep. You yep. know, you know, so it's, you know, I, I think it's very multidimensional, but I think at the crux, it's, you know, in order to improve these experiences, we need humans in the loop. But at oh, the yeah. same time, let's make sure there's standards, there's transparency, and perhaps 
you know, it gives the regulators the needed push to begin to standardize things about privacy. You got it. Maybe it's just a good place to start to do that because yeah. there's always has to be a starting point. I mean, it's like medical trials, right? Yeah. You don't sign up to take a drug, a test drug, right? Or, or you don't automatically get thrown into a clinical trial. You right. have to volunteer for something like exactly. that. You know, so maybe that's a great place to start. But just realize, I mean, this is from the from the privacy side of things. We're both obviously big proponents of privacy, sure. but if there's consent, yeah. I think it's a different story because you are giving up your rights to privacy. Actually, and like you, dude, to your point, it's not all bad, and there shouldn't be a blanket. Hey, this was bad that they were doing this yeah. action. You know, whether it's Apple or Amazon with Alexa, whatever, the implementation, the execution was poorly designed. Yeah. <laughs> because there wasn't disclosure and transparency into that. But what they do is actually necessary to further the technology. You know, Absolutely. let's just do it in a way to where people know about it and can actually opt in, or op- I think it's more opt in, you know, actively yeah. opt in rather than just do it and wait for them to opt out. Oh, yeah. you know, and I know, I know California is doing that too. They're modeling the CCPA off of GDPR yeah. in the European Union. Union. And uh, that's going to happen. I was speaking with a, a large group of influencers sure. in all businesses a couple months ago, and this is what I was telling them. I was like, listen, if you're not prepping for this now, you're going to be screwed. Oh, yeah. You know, because what happens in California is going to start to trickle eastward. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you're yep. going to see it adopted. I mean, even New York is gonna, probably going to, the yep. city of New York is going to mm-hmm. be next from right. what I see. And then it's just going to close in like a sandwich in the Midwest. <laughs> right. And then the federal government has to standardize yeah. something, right? Otherwise, yep. you know, it's just going to be a pain for these brands have to manage multiple different guidelines amongst yeah, you different got it. Yep. state at the state level, right? I mean, so yep. it makes sense, you know, that the regulators will eventually step in, hopefully sooner rather than later. But uh, I know I'm with you on that too, yeah. because I, yeah, I mean, there's banking regulations and, you know, some good, some bad, but just like privacy, there's going to be privacy regulations, probably some good and some bad. Right. You know, we need something though. There has to be yeah. a starting point. You know, and, and I agree with you. And it's like, I think some of these headlines are polarizing, you know, polarizing for polarizing sake, you know, like if it sells some advertisement revenue for these like large media brands, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, like I, I get it. I get it at the end of the day. But like, honestly, like, let's make sure that we're providing like actionable, informed opinions that yeah, right sort of provide the multidimensional problem to this. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that it's it seems to me that, you know, this it's not always that easy, right? So, you know, I, I think, you know, as we continue to go down this path, you know, I'm hoping more transparency opens up. Um, but don't be freaked out about a voice assistant because we literally carry a mobile phone in our pocket. Exactly. There's significant telemetry data on you. You know, there's a microphone and, you know, there's literally, you know, people that can spoof cell towers and take your data. So right you know, on. this is a much larger conversation. You got right? it. Absolutely it is. Cool. That's a good place to wrap this one up, man. I dig it. That's a great <laughs> Thanks for coming on board, dude. Uh, this is fantastic. I didn't man. like to be honest. Like this was like one of my more enjoyable interviews because yeah. it's like it wasn't. Even, we're just talking about right on. talking about stuff, and that's I, that oftentimes that's how it's got to be. I don't have questions interview. lined up. I yeah. never do that. I don't like hearing too much about somebody when they come on because right. I just love the conversation. Absolutely. Sweet. Well, thanks, dude. Where cool. can everybody find you on social media? Uh, they can find me on LinkedIn. That's where my primary presence is. Um, sort of a small Twitter following. You can also follow me on Facebook. We have a Facebook group specifically for technology and business leaders oh, cool. in conversational AI. It's called Conversing AI. Um, definitely join me there. We'll have weekly live streams. Dude, let's share this episode out in that group, too, because this would that. be fun. To, yeah. I would love that. Could we? Yeah. Once it posts, it's posted, we can get the links and everything. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, awareness is one of the biggest things for this Absolutely. that's important too. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Sweet. Rick, I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, the time. Chad. Like, My man. This has been awesome. Yeah, dude. See ya. Hey, thanks for going all in with me today. Subscribe to the show so you get the new episodes when they come out every Monday. 
Rate and review the show if you're listening on iTunes. Follow me on social media at Mr. Rick Jordan. As always, you can find links and references to anything we've talked about in this episode in the show notes. And finally, share this episode with someone who you think might be able to level up their life by listening. I am Rick Jordan, and I approve this message. Oh. Cool. Yeah, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Definitely have to grab coffee. Let me like buy you lunch sometime or something. And I'm not gonna say no, but yes, I would love yeah. to just to hang out with you. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I definitely would love to pick your brain too.